Welcome to the Mid-Missouri Bank Repmo Football Show, brought to you by Mid-Missouri Bank, home of the no-weight debit card. Every week, listen as Republic football coach Wes Beachler talks about the Tigers with a preview of their upcoming game. And now, the Mid-Missouri Bank Repmo Football Show. I'm joined by Coach Wes Beachler as we get set for the last regular season game of the season against Nixa. And before we go talk about Nixa and look ahead, I want to look back at the Neosho game. First half was rough. You came out in the second half and really turned things around. I know we talked about it after the game, but what did you feel like the team did to respond to that uh, deficit at halftime? Well, I, we just executed better is what it basically comes down to. You know, I got a lot of questions um, last week about adjustments and things, and we did adjust a few things on defense, and I think more so than adjusted on offense, just gave some reminders about how we block particular fronts again. And, you know, it just uh, – I don't think we were ready to play uh, in the first half, and uh, we we got that corrected in the second half and came out and played a heck of a second half, which we needed to do. Um, but I think the young men are well aware that uh, we can't come out like that this week or we'll be digging ourselves even a deeper hole than 28-14. So we've got to be ready to play uh, in the first half and ready to execute at a high level uh, for the entire game. You talk about kind of re-going over schemes and, and just making – not necessarily adjustments, but just reminders. How typical is that with a high school team that you have to get them at halftime and say, hey, remember, this is what we talked about? Well, it's pretty typical. And I think, you know, um, I, I was still doing that in year three at a few schools I've been at just because, you know, kids sometimes a, a defense throws a wrinkle at you and you got to just give them, hey, now listen, you, you're, you're the one calling the blocking scheme on this play, so what, what do you got to call in the situation? And, and it comes right back to them right away. But you know, uh, offenses and defenses and everything's become a little more complex. You know, when I when I played, we we ran cross buck and ISO and fullback trap and fullback dive, and that's about it. And toss sweep every now and then, and it's so much more uh, intricate these days. That you know, every now and then you need a reminder. But hey, now listen, and you know, kids will get confused on who's calling the play. But most of it's just simple adjustment stuff. It's not wholesale. Hey. We learned this last July. It's just it's just little wrinkles here and there. Are we are we running a play with the backfield motion not quite the same? But the blocking scheme didn't change. We got to remind the lineman that hey, we blocked this the same as any other power. We just got different action in the backfield. So uh, it's it's not uncommon to remind kids to do that on occasion. But uh, you know you have to understand that we we spend the week. Uh, working primarily against the two uh, defensive fronts that we think we'll see the most, and every now and then when they throw a third front out there or something, then we have to, you know, remind them, hey, remember that we've seen this before. We saw this in week four, and here's what we got to do. So, not uncommon, uh, especially when we get a front that we weren't expecting. Um, but uh, we do a pretty good job up front. The kids' uh, ability to uh, recognize defenses and make the right calls is is, is pretty good for, you know, second year in. When you get to week nine, how frequent do you get a wrinkle thrown at you? I mean, typically at this point of the year, have you seen on film everything a team's going to do or coaches still switching it up on you? Well, a lot of guys will show some things they haven't shown all year uh, at this point. It just kind of depends on the situation. You know, um, we've got a few wrinkles that we haven't shown we may not show. You know, if we can move the ball without showing them, then we're not we're not going to show them. So I think a lot of guys are like that. If they, they have a few plays that uh, are counter plays, something that they do well, and if they continue to run that base play well, they're not going to show that counter. If you stop that base play, then all of a sudden here comes that counter. Um, but I, I think it's—I think by now there's not a lot of surprises. 
the only thing will that, that teams will do, I think, a little bit defensively, and, and we'll probably do it some too, is is if if we're moving the ball really well on somebody, they're going to try a wrinkle or two to try to slow us down, and that and that's the adjustments that usually we end up making. But yeah, there, there's not a lot of surprise at this point here. Everybody, you know, we we have all eight games of Nixon, they have all eight of our games, so. If you really sit down, go through those films, you're going to kind of figure out what they like to do, what they want to do, and uh, like I said, there won't be a lot of surprises. Knicks is a team that has a four and four record, but they're better than that record, aren't they? Uh, they are far better than that record. You know, I think, I think a lot of times people see um, four and four and they think mediocrity for whatever reason. Uh, when I see their four and four, and you look at their schedule, um, and I just talked with somebody about this the other day. I know for a fact that three of the four teams that beat them are state ranked in class four, five, or six. I believe the fourth one is as well. Uh, I'd have to go get the Kansas City paper or something to look that up. But I believe that all four teams that beat them are, are state ranked teams. So we talked to our kids about it on Monday. We talked to them about it on Tuesday. And we reminded them again today that, hey, you know, this is a, this is a team that if a lot of teams in this area had played their schedule, would also be four and four or worse. So you – when I watch film, I never look at a record. Yeah. And when I watch them play football on film, they're pretty doggone good. And uh, that's the scary thing is I think people, the average fan, the casual fan, the casual observer looks at four and four and thinks, well, we're five and three and they're four and four and we're going to, we beat Ozark this bad and they beat Ozark only this bad. So, and what it really comes down to is who's going to play well tomorrow night. And uh, I think we're prepared to play. But you can't look at a four and four record and go, oh, well, we got this one. Because when I look at them, I think they are the second best defensive team we've played this year. And uh, moving the ball on them is, is going to be a challenge. I think we're up for it, but they are very strong defensively and they have some very good athletes on the offensive side and a much improved offensive line. So they'll be a handful for sure. And, and I think everybody knows they had injuries early in the year and now they're healthy and we're the opposite. We were healthy early in the year and now we're pretty banged up on the defensive side in particular. And of course, uh, we'll be without the services of journey Jones tomorrow night should have him back next week, but, but that's a big blow to our offense and our defense because he would have been over there on the defensive side some as well. So we're, we're, we have some injuries and they're healthy and, and, uh, on film, they look every bit of a, Seven and one, six and two team. What do they do so well defensively as you look at them? Well, they get a lot of people to the ball very, very quickly. Not a lot of mistakes on reads, not a lot of mistakes on assignment. Uh, when they get a read, they're downhill quick and they fly the ball. Now you can take advantage of that in, in some aspects, uh, which I won't discuss right, <laughs> right now. But um, as far as getting a lot of kids to the ball, uh, and you know, my high school coach used to say, we got to get a lot of guys to the ball and we got to get them there in a bad mood. And, that, and that's what they do. They get a lot of guys to the ball. When they get there, they're, they're ready to do some damage. You know, they have a linebacker at 6'3", 220, and that's a defensive end for most people, and he moves well. And so you get 6'3", 220 coming downhill fast. If nobody picks him up, he's, he's going to put the hurt on some people. So just a very, very tenacious, very swarming defense that plays very physical. So I, like I said, I think they're the second-best defensive team we've played this year, and we're going to have our hands full. Alec Murphy, a running back who's back from injury. Haven't seen a lot of him, but you kind of know what he does. Can you talk about him and what he brings to the offense? 
Well, just a power running game that I think maybe they, they don't have. That they have some great runners. Don't get me wrong, but they don't. They're, they're lacking that power running game without his presence. And of course, you know he, he's he's one of those guys that was injured early and now he's back. Uh, they've been kind of being slow with him, which I understand. Um, and they, I think he got like six carries or so two weeks ago, and eight or nine carries last week. Uh, so. You know he may be ready for a 15 or 20 carry night this week if he's if he's held up. So uh, he just brings a physicality to their offense, a downhill runner that they may not have anybody quite like him without him. But they still have some good weapons. And, and for the casual observer, number 17 will be the guy to watch. Uh, his name escapes me right now, but he's a very explosive offensive player. Logan and, Tyler. Uh, Logan Tyler, yeah. and he and he's very explosive and very talented young man. So he'll be a challenge. And if and if they have Murphy back too, then there will be a two-headed monster we need to, to to try to shut down. Let's talk about district standings. Uh, Republics in first place. Nix is in second place. Team that is in first place after this week gets a bye. Do you have any thoughts on what the bye might mean, positive, negative, for Republic? Well, the positive side of the bye would be hopefully getting some kids healthy. I mean, obviously, everybody thinks Journey will be back next week one way or the other, but a week of a little bit lighter, working him back in some would be probably beneficial to him. Uh, I, I think the downside of a bye is you can really lose a rhythm. You know, you see it all the time, and I don't necessarily buy into all this stuff, but you see it all the time like a – NBA championship, you know, one team wins the sweeps and the other team has to go seven games. And sometimes a team that goes seven games is better than a team that's been sitting around practicing for a week waiting for that champion from the other division. So, um, you know, you may see it in baseball this year with the and the National League teams are still duking it out and the Royals may be sitting around taking BP for a while and working on other stuff. It may be better to play a game. So the positive is um, if we do get the bye, if we're, if we're fortunate enough to, to beat Nixon, then – did we have some time to rest and, and maybe get some guys healed up 100%? The downside would be, I don't, I don't know that I want a week off this time of year and, and sit there and try to decide how we're going to practice and how we're going to go about things. I already know because I've been down this road before, but it's just sometimes the bye uh, is not always a good thing. But um, being a number one district seed and beating next is a good thing. So if, if that comes with a bye, we'll take it. All right. Get them Friday. All right, thank you.